benefit from a more streamlined process for client collaboration with OnVio firm management from Thomson Reuters, a cloud-based practice management solution helping you work more effectively. Learn more at tax.thomsonreuters.co.uk forward slash OnVio or call on 03450-180907. In years gone by, self-assessment tax return season was a source of constant dread for many accountants, particularly in the run-up to the 31st of January deadline. Practitioners would twitch nervously every time they heard the crinkle of a receipt, the rustle of a plastic bag or the clunk of a cardboard box. And most accountants have their war stories about a particular busy season where everything seemed to go wrong. But times are changing and there are now a plethora of new tools, techniques and workflows to help stressed out accountants smooth over their self-assessment season. In this special podcast from Accounting Web and Thomson Reuters, I'll be joined by a stellar panel of guests to discuss how practitioners can set up their workflow more efficiently and work with their clients to avoid or at least minimise those late night filing sessions. I'm Tom Herbert, editor of Accounting Web, and I'm delighted to introduce our first panellist and host for the day, Lucy Cohen. Hi, Lucy. Hello. So, Lucy, you're co-founder at Mazuma. Can you Tell me a bit more about your firm. Yeah, so Mazuma has been going for 13 years now and we're a 100% subscription-based accountancy service. We don't do any face-to-face meetings with clients or a completely remote service and we specialise solely in micro and small businesses. Fantastic. Thank you, Lucy. Um, And joining Lucy is Mark Perdue, who's Tax Product Manager over at Thomson Reuters. Mark, can you tell me a bit more about your role and the services that Thomson Reuters offers accountants? Sure. So as the product manager for tax products, uh, my primary role is to make sure our products are compliant, but obviously keeping a view on compliance of the future and what services and products we need to give our users. Um, So at the moment, we give a professional suite of software covering personal tax, corporate tax accounts and, of course, practice management. Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. Um, so let's um, we'll dive straight into the discussion then, just a, as a little bit of a, a sort of scene setter, if you like, Lucy. In, in terms of, I, I talked a little bit about the issues in my in my intro there, but but from a sort of um, uh, boots on the ground practitioner approach, what what did the, the sort of old old style self assessment season look like? Uh, terrible. Horror, horror show. Um, I think this is something that is actually one of the motivating factors in how we structured and set up Mazuma 13 years ago, was I used to see my dad, who was a musician, kind of traipse off to an accountant's mid-January with a sense of dread, with his box or file full of receipts and a few bank statements, uh, and then nervously wait and come back with a a glum look and some accounts to sign and and that was January Um, and I think that's probably that sort of sets the scene of how it has typically worked the very fact that we talk about tax season in the UK I find quite strange because of course you can file any time from the 6th of April right through to the 31st of January and I think that there seems to have been um, perhaps uh, the structure from uh, kind of more traditional firms but also the impression from businesses I speak to they think they can't file before January or they have to file in January or or oh January's tax time I'll do my tax then I'm like well you, you could do it before then it doesn't you don't have to wait till everyone's depressed after Christmas and a bit fatter um yeah so I, I think that kind of 
that's very kind of indicative of what tax season looked like is accountants dread January. You see if you drive past accountants' offices during January, kind of above shops or on the high street, you see lights on late at night and someone pulling their hair out or frantically kind of tapping away at a computer. And that is very much in the accountancy industry. When you say January, even in our firm, because it is a busier time than the rest of the year, people kind of go, oh, no, January. Oh, it's nearly January. And that's kind of... um. Yeah, that's universal, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? And I guess that, I mean, you've mentioned the sort of late night working, but it causes causes a lot of problems for firms in terms of sort of illness, staff yeah. retention, stress, everything yep. like this. Yeah, it really does. It's the time of year we say to staff, you know, um, we try to avoid kind of core staff having any holiday in January. You know, they have had time off after Christmas, but sometimes family commitments uh, mean you might want to take holiday in January or you just might want to take holiday in January. It seems a little unfair that you can't do that because of the kind of the way that the industry um, has kind of fallen. Um, and, and yeah, and it's that time of year when everyone's ill. You know, everyone's got a cold or flu or the sniffles, coughs, colds. It's just a kind of unpleasant time to be working and made all the worse by impending deadlines and misbehaving clients. <laughs> so um, we, we, we've talked about the, the sort of old style uh, way that firms are set up for self-assessment season. Mark, I'm going to throw to you now um, to sort of outline a few of the factors that perhaps are going to change or are changing the way firms approach tax season? Sure. I I think the big factor that is having an impact is technology. Mm -hmm. New technologies and firms adopting those new technologies. I think one of the big drivers for technology adoption is client demographic. Clients are getting younger and their expectations are changing. Um, So if your clients expect you to be able to communicate with them easily, collaborate over a document, you've got to be providing those services because that's what the client expects. Technology adoption also leads to fees, fee pressure. You know, a, a traditional self-assessment process is not very efficient, you know, but technology can help you make efficiencies and allow you to reduce your fees. And I know I don't like talking unless MTD is in discussion. MTD <laughs> is still, mark, yeah. you know, exactly. You know, it might be a little way off, but it's still there, and that's going to change the process yet again. So it's something to keep mindful of at the moment that MTD is potentially going to change things. Um, in terms of changing things, is is that sort of changing? The I mean, obviously, VAT had that sort of um, quarterly workflow anyway. But uh, you know, perhaps if if as and when um, MTD applies to self assessment um, in you know twenty twenty one at the earliest, but yeah. you know potentially later, how how dramatic do you think that will? Uh, impact that will have on uh, the way that firms are going to set up? Uh, I think it is going to have quite a dramatic impact if you're not ready for it. Um, I mean, if it comes in as being proposed, every quarter you've got 30 days to provide that quarter's worth of data. So if you've got two touch points with your client in that 30-day period, it may be that currently your clients aren't that efficient at dealing with your emails, contacting you, being timely with their responses. 30 days is not a long window. So I think, again, that's where looking at your processes making yourself more efficient better technology is going to help with that quarterly process when it comes in yeah 
Brilliant. Lucy, is that something that, that sort of excites you or uh, uh, is sort of slightly uh, slightly scary? I don't want to say excites for, sound, for fear <laughs> of sounding like a massive nerd who needs a life, but yeah, it does kind of actually. Um, yeah, I think that, I mean, the way that we structured our firm when we started was very much based around let's do everything on a regular basis. So we started off with free post purple envelopes that clients shoved all their receipts in and sent them to us. Um, and that happened monthly. And then at the end of the year, we did all the other stuff. That's kind of very much the the premise of, of what we do. Um, at the time we set up, this technology didn't exist. You know, this was really before the days of websites being much more than online brochures for accountants. And since then, you've obviously had a huge surge in cloud accounting. The sorts of tools we can use to kind of drive efficiency are there, even down to really simple things like um electronic document signatures and uh, like Mark mentioned collaborating on documents Google Docs things like that to make things way easier to kind of share communication with the clients they all exist now you don't have to have a meeting with your client to sign off a tax return anymore that's a huge time saving so it's really about harnessing all those tools and and seeing where you can make those time savings basically to make your January and the rest of the year a little less painful mm-hmm. brilliant I mean you've you've, you've mentioned a, a couple of examples around how you've um, set up your firm to improve processes of, around things like client communication can you are you able to just talk us through like m- maybe a couple of examples of uh, your your sort of tax season workflows f- maybe one for digital and one for paper-based yeah sure so I'll, I can start off with paper-based um still roughly around 45 percent of our clients are paper-based mm-hmm. so and they and it's because they work in a physical world they deal with physical things and they're not tech driven people it's partly generational partly attitude based it's just that leap to technology is too much of an inconvenience for them at this point in time so we're very conscious that we still want to engage with those clients they're still very much in our market but we need to find a solution that doesn't make it absolutely horrific for us to do so. Um, for them, it's the same thing. Stick your paperwork in an envelope, we'll handle it. But we've introduced things like barcoding of envelopes so that when they arrive, the client gets an automatic notification saying, we've got your envelope. Sounds really obvious, but it stops people ringing up going, did my envelope arrive? So we kind of negated that thing. That's great. Um, and we've done a lot of client communication. So this sounds really, really simple. But we used to have a client who would put every single piece of paper in a separate poly pocket, which when I was in school and I had teachers tell me, please don't do that with your projects. We hate it. And I'd always do it because it just made my project look thicker. Um, I never realized how inconvenient that was. And then they come in and I'm like, oh, man, someone's got to take all the paper out of it. And we, we digitize every bit of paper that comes into the building. Our working floor is completely paperless. Um, So we communicate with clients. We say, look, we'll do it this time, but next time, please, first of all, stop using so much plastic. And secondly, you don't need to do that with us. It's wasting your time. It's making us less efficient this end. Could you stop doing it? And for the most part, clients are are pretty receptive to that if you just have a very authentic conversation with them, even down to stuff like, please stop stapling everything together because we have to remove those staples in order to process it. Uh, It's just a kind of, it's it's an education process. So for the paper-based side, that's kind of how we've mitigated a lot of that. We use AI and um, character recognition software, and because we digitise everything, we're able to apply that even to our paper-based clients. So we've kind of added a step into the workflow at our own kind of physical expense to get that done, but the overall um, outcome of that means that we can produce their information as quickly as we can, someone who's 100% digital. Uh, On the digital side... um, people use our app they upload and they just hit the workflow straight away so we kind of haven't had to deal with that 
What we do have to deal with, especially around January, is more on client expectation. So it's that kind of message of just because it's now urgent for you doesn't mean it's urgent for us. And we're very careful all year, right from the start of engagement, right from engagement letters to say to people, look, these are the parameters. We will work for you as long as you do these sorts of things. This is a contract and it does go both ways. You can't waltz in on the 31st of January at 4pm and expect this to get filed on time. That's not a realistic expectation. Um, In the past, I think we've been a little bit maybe uh, too keen to actually get it done. And it was sort of a badge of honour of, oh, yeah, they walked in at five o'clock and we still managed to get it filed on time. Actually, we sort of built a rod for our own backs sometimes, um, which meant that that client just learnt, oh, it's okay, I can walk in at four o'clock and get it filed. Uh, We have had to occasionally let that slide and go, I'm sorry, um, and then the next year, it hasn't stopped them coming back, but it has meant that they've they've come in a little bit earlier, which has been good. And do you do things like automate reminders over sort of email or text? Yeah, we do. So all year, we've got quite a kind of comprehensive system of automated reminders. So we use tools like MailChimp and then our phone system, our VoIP system has got a text messaging system applied to it. Um, so we can text clients, you know, just to remind you, we haven't you know, had your stuff in or... We use DocuSign, which auto-reminds people if they haven't signed their tax return yet, which is a massive help. It also tells us if they've read the document. So if they say things like, oh, but I haven't received it. I'm like, no, but I think you have because it says you read it. Oh, that. Yeah, that. Uh, We've we've all been there. Um, And, yeah, so we use these kind of automated reminders, which are really helpful. We also have built into our own kind of own processes into our own kind of bespoke workflows if we haven't seen a client's work for two months um, because people kind of use us as like a subscription uh, they'll get an auto reminder going everything all right you haven't haven't sent anything in for a couple of months would you mind sending some stuff in or is everything okay is business all right and we use that as a way to keep engaging with clients and also keep reminding them like you need you need to keep sending stuff in because otherwise we can't guarantee we're going to get things filed on time for you Brilliant. Thank you, Lucy. Fantastic. Um, Mark, throwing over to you now, in your experience, um, how are firms using tech to tackle tax season challenges? Uh, I, I think one area that Lucy's touched on where tech can play a big role in, in helping you and automating is that client touch points, client collaborations. Mm-hmm. If you can speed up and minimise those touch points, they usually the most inefficient part of your process because they're the bit you've got no control over. You know, you throw it over the wall and you rely on your client to throw it back again. So tech can play a big, big role in that. Um, the type of things that Lucy's mentioned, you know, e- e-signing is a big thing, having a shared document space. Um, so wh- one thing we can we do in Onvio is when a document is signed, attached to any signed, we put that in a, into a folder which is automatically shared with the client so that Two years down the line when they say, can I have a copy of last year's tax return because I'm applying for a mortgage, they've already got it. They don't have to contact you. Mm -hmm. So that shared space, client collaboration, um, and something else we're working on for next year is that initial touch point of getting information from clients. That's still a pain point with a traditional self-assessment client. Um, So we're using our portal technology in Onvio, linking it to personal tax, so we can give a bespoke to-do list on the client's portal where they can just type in the data that the tax software you know, can then import. So it's things like that that I think are key to, to improving efficiencies. And I think, I mean, you, just just to sort of um, head back to things like the, 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 the tax return from two years ago for the mortgage, that 
that sort of thing it, it makes accountants look good doesn't it it's adding value you know just saying rather than digging around in the loft through your through your box files looking for stuff like that it's a sort of saying oh have you got that great you've got it brilliant yeah. and 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 so you, the fee pressures you mentioned earlier it's it's a lot easier to justify a fee if you're able to uh, provide a sort of smooth and efficient service um i i guess is that is that something that is that something you come across oh, fairly yeah. regularly yeah completely agree it's one of the it was one of the motivations um behind the kind of development of our app which we use um it's a file sharing space it's a place where we put all the client reports down to their pay slips their vat returns they've got copies of absolutely everything there um and we've noticed that it really has cut the number of um questions and queries we get in and those questions and queries if you're having a quiet august you know they're not too much of a problem but if you're already under pressure in january they just feel like the straw that could break the camel's back a lot of the time like, oh why are they asking me that now i'm so busy i haven't got time to dig out the thing or find that file they've already got it and it's really cut down on that but alongside those shared spaces there has to be client communication if you've got uh, millennials younger who are quite used to shared spaces and picking things up on their own and, and self-finding things we all love a bit of a self-diagnose on google um used to kind of going and seeking that information that's not such a problem i think where you're trying to transfer uh, other clients who are not so used to that space into using that efficiently without then also having to have them ring up and then train them how to use it in order to find the thing you don't want to reach that point going, oh, I'll just send it to them. It's just quicker because, you, again, you're kind of creating problems yourself. Mm. So it's got to go alongside and hand-in-hand hand client education and communication. And it does take a little bit of time up front. It is something you've got to invest a little bit of strategy in, um, have a plan, get it done up front, though, and then stick to your guns and you will reap those rewards by the time tax season rolls around again. And, Mark, the sort of tech transformation piece is something that I think... Uh, <laughs> Perhaps firms who um, are taking, you know, have the majority of their clients perhaps paper based, are using, um, are using sort of fairly old, perhaps desktop software that 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 they're sort of afraid to make that leap to more sort of collaborative cloud tools, partly because of the the sort of fears that an IT transformation project will just be a major hassle and, and sort of real disruption for their firm and their clients. Is is that something you come across on a sort of regular basis? Um, we, we, we do come across, you know, the, the usually the client is blamed, you know, that my, my client would never want to use this type of thing. Um, that is perceived to be a blocker um, to adopting new technologies. I think the benefits outweigh those blockers. I think it's very important. You can't just implement technology and not bring the client along with you. If the client's not going to ad adapt to it and adopt it, it's a waste of your time as well. So you need to make sure the client... Um, so it can be a slow process. You know, let, let's keep in mind, let's say MTD is in April 2021, maybe push back, but let's assume it's April 2021. We're 18 months away from that. So if we need to be in a position in 18 months' time where your client bank need to be better than they are today don't wait 18 months you know it's something to think about okay we're coming up to january something to think about in february let's say you know to yeah. start that thinking about how you're going to educate clients and bring them along with you because as i say if you, if you don't bring the client along with you then you're wasting everyone's time i guess it's sort of demonstrating return on investment isn't yeah, it exactly ultimately that. of just saying look if you put in this this chunk of time now it'll save you a whole heap of time in the future yeah. You know, you mentioned desktop software. That obviously needs maintenance. You know, there's 
you know, annual expense of, of, of updating the software. If you can persuade a client to go down the cloud route, then obviously updates are handled and the collaboration piece is a lot easier. The efficiencies far outweigh the, the, you know, the initial pain, let's call it, of implementing. I think that actually as well, in terms of uh, not maybe so much for the sole practitioner, although it can apply, but maybe people who've got a few staff as well, having those cloud-based options allows much greater flexibility in that kind of busy space of January. If someone has got a bit of a sniffle and you don't want them coming to the office and giving it to everybody else, if you're in the cloud, they can work from home um, and not infect everyone else with the lurgy, which obviously is good. Um, and I think it gives as well people who've got families and might want to work at strange hours. It means that they can, or kids are sick and off school. It means they can, um, they can flex their working to get the work done when it's right for them, still maintaining getting that work done. Um, that's it's a really good way moving that stuff into the cloud and getting clients on that journey to actually be able to offer a more efficient practice overall. Um, so in terms of sort of. Uh, you mentioned cloud software, sort of maybe working from home if you if you have a cold or something like this. Are there are there sort of specific initiatives that your firm has applied to to make tax season run smoothly? Uh, we tell everybody that they have to wear hazmat suits constantly, so no one spreads any germs. Uh, no, I mean we we go from kind of the sublime to the ridiculous, I suppose. And over the years, we've tried all kinds of things. For us, it's about trying to keep our workforce healthy. So we've got about 30 people here, which is a, you know, there's, there's a lot of people around. Lots of them have got children. Um, it, is a, it is a time where sickness is typically higher at this time of year. It's just one of those facts. We try to keep people healthy from a completely selfish business point of view, from a client point of view, they want their stuff done, from a workspace point of view in that it's more stressful for other staff if people are off. Um, and there is a degree of ill you know, if you've got a sniffle and you, you really, if you come in and spread that around, that's not fantastic for everyone else there. If you can work from home and kind of mitigate that, you're perfectly well enough to work, but you just don't want to infect people. Working from home is a great way to do that. So we have cloud-based technology that means people can, can do that. We provide people with, they usually dual screen with one desktop and one laptop, which means they can work from home and just take it with them when they leave. We also do things like we've looked at initiatives like making sure everyone's got their flu jab. Um, making sure they all eat their fruit and veg. So we make sure we've got plenty of fresh fruit and vegetable in the office um, rather than the temptation around Christmas time, which is to, to have endless amounts of chocolate and crisps, which is more fun, but maybe not as mineral dense. Um, <laughs> it's just trying to keep people healthy. And then, um, again, really practical things to stop. One of the biggest things we found in the past has been one of the biggest blockers during January you know, having hand sanitizer around, good hygiene around desks, making sure people's desk spaces are clean. Keyboards are traditionally, I sound like a real germaphobe here, but <laughs> keyboards are traditionally like a, you know, petri dishes for um, spreading kind of germs. And then also, I suppose, offering people support. Um, there's a mental health thing that goes in alongside this. January can be a very stressful time and making sure that people know that they, they are supported, we are going to listen and we're going to do what we can to make their working environments better at a stressful time. And that really ties into what's your strategy for client education? Do we have to, you know, how, what percentage of your clients are waltzing in at the last minute? Can we reduce that by 10% next year? Is that a goal that we can set? And we keep doing that year on year to just try and make it a bit more pleasant for everybody. Brilliant. Thank you, Lucy. So uh, we're nearly out of time for this session, but uh, before we uh, before we wrap up, um, I'd just like to ask both of you quickly what you see 
the sort of future of the tax season holding, I mean, particularly with um, you know perhaps the, the changes to self-assessment you've you've talked about. Uh, uh, first of all, Mark, do you think it's going to be more of a sort of year-round affair, or are we always going to have the clients turning up on uh, four p.m. on the thirty-first of January with their Tesco bags? Well, in theory, if digital record keeping comes in as part of MTD, that should go away. But obviously, not all clients are going to be digitally enabled. There's going to be digitally excluded clients. So hopefully less, but potentially yes. 31st of January, you'll still get clients knocking on the door. I think 31st of January is still going to be a peak, but it's going to be less of a peak than it is today because you're going to be generally getting information in quicker. Um, you've still got that painful 30-day turnaround at the end of each quarter, but your annual process is about providing less information than it currently is today. So there is still that annual process leading up to 31st of January, but it's much reduced from where it is today, provided you've got those efficiencies in place with your clients. Lucy? Yeah, I think I, I, I agree, and I think that um, what's been said there is an opportunity. If we are moving to more regular reporting, more digital record-keeping, there's an opportunity, but also combined with, like you said, those digitally excluded clients, there's an opportunity for your practice here. If you've got your kind of regular clients you know, squared away by mid-year, you've got space in January to really impress a set of new clients with your efficiency, how you get it done. It could be a real opportunity for practices to take a little bit of growth during that time and then onboard people for the kind of more regular process next year stop this kind of stress happening again because it's just you know it's stressful for the client too it's not great for them to be concerned and anxious about a late filing or a tax bill take it as an opportunity to uh, take on a new client and then educate them for next year Fantastic. Well, um, I'm afraid we're out of time. We've reached the deadline, as it were, for uh, for our podcast uh, to finish up. So thank you so much to Lucy and thank you very much, Mark. Um, no for more information on uh, Thomson Reuters Onvio, do check the show notes or the, uh, the landing page that you've arrived on for this podcast. Uh, for everything self-assessment and accounting, we're accountingweb.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Benefit from a more streamlined process for client collaboration with OnVio firm management from Thomson Reuters, cloud-based practice management solution helping you work more effectively. Learn more at tax.thomsonreuters.co.uk forward slash OnVio or call on 03450 180 907.